If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Nintendo has finally unveiled the Switch Pro. All the rumors and speculation that we've been talking about for the last four years have all come down to this. Some would say it's not quite pro enough to be called Switch Pro, which is probably why Nintendo didn't call it a Switch Pro. Uh, Let's unpack that. But before we do, for those of you that don't know, I'm Bill. I host a Nintendo podcast called Nintendo Switchcraft. If you haven't already checked that out, you can find it in any podcast player. But I also post all of the videos right here on the YouTube channel as well. So make sure you click on subscribe and click the bell so you get notified each and every time I post something new. Let's talk about the Switch Pro, or as Nintendo calls it, the Switch OLED Edition. All right, let's talk about the numbers for the Nintendo Switch OLED Edition compared to the other models that we currently have. There are some numbers that I think people are going to get pretty excited about that I don't think that they should. And there's other numbers that I think people are going to say are underwhelming that I think are more important than people will realize. Let's start with the screen size. I think that this is more important than people will realize. And in order to to illustrate this, I'm going to talk very quickly anecdotally about my trip to the Apple store recently. Uh, I dropped my phone and the screen cracked. I have an iPhone 11 Pro Max. Now, the iPhone 11 Pro Max has a screen size that is about 0.2 inches smaller than the iPhone 12 Pro Max. And when I walked into the Apple store, this was, by the way, the first time that I had seen a 12 Pro Max in person because of the pandemic. I didn't go to any stores. And looking at them side by side, the screen size was absolutely noticeably bigger than my phone. And that's only an increase of like 0.2 inches. So let's compare that to the Switch Lite compared to the the current gen Switch or the the the, the HAC001 parentheses dash 01 Switch. That's an increase from 5.5 inch LCD touchscreen to a 6.2 inch LCD touchscreen, which is 0.7 inches bigger. And I think that most people would hear me say, well, it's 0.7 inches bigger. That's only a little more than half an inch bigger. That's not really all that much to write home about. But when you look at those two devices side by side, the screen feels a lot bigger on the current Nintendo Switch than it does on the Switch Lite. That's an increase of 0.7. When you go from the 6.2-inch LCD touchscreen of the current Switch to the 7-inch OLED screen of the Nintendo Switch OLED Edition, that's 0.8 inches increase. So that's even more of an increase in, in screen size than you get by going from the Lite 
to the regular Nintendo Switch. Which is why, you know, when I looked at my phones and I said, okay, that 0.2 inches is absolutely noticeable. Well, when you increase that by, you know, 400%, you know, instead of 0.2, we're 0.8. That is a big difference. And I think that when people look at a Nintendo Switch OLED edition, they're going to be very impressed by that screen size. Nintendo went in there with a machete and chopped off those bezels, which is great because, you know, we've long had devices with almost no bezel at all. I think Nintendo even could have gone a little bit further and gotten rid of even more bezels. Okay. Are there any downsides to having a bigger screen? Well, the first thing is a reduction in battery life. Whenever you have a bigger screen, that is going to make it so it's going to drain your battery faster. Now, if you look at Nintendo's official website, it says that it has the same battery life as the current Nintendo Switch, not the launch Nintendo Switch. For those of you that forgot, Nintendo actually already has done a mid-cycle upgrade of the Nintendo Switch in order to, like with a new chip that sipped battery just a little bit um, better. And so the, the, the OLED Switch is going to have the same battery life as the current Nintendo Switch, which is fantastic. I think that that's great. The next thing that I want to talk about uh, as far as downsides to having a bigger screen is what's going to happen with the resolution. I looked through Nintendo's press site. I looked through Nintendo's official site that explains all of the stats and stuff. I couldn't find anything about resolution. Right now uh, on the current Switch, you've got a 720p screen. And I'm worried because they didn't mention the resolution that we're still going to have a 720p screen. I think that they should increase that resolution to like 900p. They don't have to go all the way up to 1080p, but it should be a higher resolution display because when you increase the size of the display, you increase the size of all of the pixels along with it, which makes things look kind of blockier and not as good. Uh, the perfect example would be if you if you're somebody who had a 3ds and then you got the 3ds XL. All they did was increase the size of the display. They did not increase the resolution, and so games looked worse on a 3ds XL than they did on a 3ds because all we did was make all of the pixels bigger, which makes everything look blockier. So. Because Nintendo has not mentioned the resolution, I'm assuming that this is still a 720, 720, a 720p screen, um, which I'm not happy about. So, you know, you're going to have to think about whether or not that's a good thing for you. The next reason why this uh, increasing the screen size might be a bad thing is if you use Nintendo Labo. Nintendo Labo is built around the dimensions of the Nintendo Switch. And one of those things is the 6.2 LCD touchscreen. When you increase the size of the touchscreen, what that's going to do is push things that you would normally be able to see when you're using the Labo stuff, especially like the the VR goggle headset stuff. Um, That's not going to work the same way anymore. 
And so if you are somebody who has heavily invested into buying cardboard from Nintendo, then your electronics from Nintendo might not work or might not be compatible with that. And Nintendo specifies that uh, in the game compatibility section. All right, so that's all about the screen size and the, the bad things about the screen size. Overall... I'm, I think the screen size is going to be a big deal, and I really hope that I'm wrong about it being a 720p screen, uh, but only time will tell. Let's talk about the other dimensions, uh, just like measurements. Uh, this is actually uh, a lot heavier than the current Nintendo Switch, which is surprising to me. I didn't expect that. So the current Nintendo Switch is 0.88 pounds, and this new one is 0.93. Now, why is it heavier? I'm guessing that in order to hit the, and this is just a guess, I don't know. Uh, we'll wait for somebody like Spawn Wave to buy a Nintendo Switch OLED edition and tear it apart before we actually get to find this out. But I'm guessing that in order to hit that 4.5 to 9 hour battery life to match the current Switch, they had to throw a heavier battery in there or or a, a bigger milliamp hour battery in the, the OLED edition. Uh, so we'll find out about that later. I'm assuming that is why this is a heavier device. Uh, in addition to that, it's actually a little tiny bit smaller than the current Nintendo Switch, which very much surprised me. So if you look at the dimensions that Nintendo lists, it's four inches high 9.5 inches long and 0.55 inches deep. That's with the Joy-Cons connected. If you look at the current Nintendo Switch, it's 4 inches high, 9.4 inches long, and 0.55 inches deep. That is very interesting. They were able to make it just a little bit shorter. Why did they do that? I don't know, but that's interesting. Now, because it's a little bit shorter... That has me a little bit worried about the current dock. Like, I just put my Nintendo Switch into the dock, and the sides of the Nintendo Switch are flush with the dock on the sides. If the Nintendo Switch OLED edition is a fraction shorter, can the Joy-Cons still reach if you put the OLED edition into an old dock? Look, if you're like me, I have a dock in this room. I have a dock uh, across the hall, and I have a dock downstairs. I've got three Nintendo Switch docks in my house so that I can play on any TV that I want. I can't use those docks. I'm going to be pretty irritated. Since we mentioned the dock, let's go ahead and talk about the upgrade to the dock. It now has Ethernet built in. There's a lot of people like myself who went out and picked up these little USB dongles to give us Ethernet on our Nintendo Switch. Uh, we're not going to have to use these anymore with the new dock, which is fantastic. I think that's great. Why Nintendo didn't do this the first time around, I have no idea, but it's definitely an improvement. And then there's the number that I think a lot of people are going to be very excited about, and that's the storage. I don't think that that is nearly as big a deal as the screen size. Um, when the Nintendo Switch was they had their January event in January of 2017 uh, where they talked about the price and the storage and that kind of stuff. They said it was 32 gigabytes and a lot of people 
got real mad about that. They said 32 gigabytes wasn't enough. I even did an episode of my podcast where I explained all of the reasons why 32 gigabytes are enough. Rather than have you go back and listen to a four-year-old podcast, I'll just quickly recap it. By saving money on the storage on the Nintendo Switch, Nintendo could sell the Switch for cheaper and give us the option to upgrade to the storage size that we want with an SD card. Uh, I personally have, I think, 512 gigs on my Switch because I've got an SD card of that size. So it keeps the cost down of the Nintendo Switch, but still gives us as much storage as we want. That way, somebody's not paying for storage that they don't care about. Maybe you only care about 32 gigs. Maybe you're going to play one game on your Nintendo Switch, and it'll fit on 32 gigabytes. In In that case, who cares about the extra storage? Like, my wife plays Animal Crossing. That's the only game that she plays on her Nintendo Switch. She's fine with 32 gigabytes. She does not need an SD card because it fits on 32 gigs. So that's that's why 32 gigabytes is okay. 64 gigabytes is better. And I absolutely agree with that. But I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think that there's going to be a lot of people that are very excited about the jump from 32 to 64. But let's be honest, if you're upgrading your Nintendo Switch, you could probably just buy an SD card and get way more storage than 64 gigabytes. That's it for numbers. Let's talk about a couple of other features that the new Switch has that the old one doesn't. Uh, Number one, the kickstand. Man, the kickstand on the original Switch is a piece of flimsy, flimsy garbage. Nintendo has basically said, all right, we admit it. It was a bad kickstand. The new one, the kickstand is nice and wide. You're not going to, you know, a butterfly is not going to fly past your house and the switch is going to fall over uh, because it's got a good kickstand. That kickstand also has way more degrees of uh, tilt, which is fantastic. It very much reminds me of the kickstand that's on the uh, Microsoft Surface uh, my daughter has a Microsoft Surface. That kickstand is fantastic. I've been wishing that Apple would put one of those on uh, the iPad for ages. And um, Nintendo looked at that design and said, all right, well, we can do better than our flimsy, crappy kickstand. And that's what they've done with the Nintendo Switch OLED edition. So that's awesome. And then there's the enhanced audio. All that they say, like I went through the the actual press release, and all that they say is enhanced audio for handheld and tabletop play. I don't know what that means. My guess is that we've got, like, better speakers. That's great. I have no problem with better speakers. Awesome. Most of the time, I don't play in tabletop or handheld, and if I do play in handheld, I usually use headphones, so I'm not sure how exciting that is for me. But the Switch is one of those devices that people use in so many different ways. So I'll bet that there's a ton of people who are incredibly excited about the enhanced audio. And only time will tell how enhanced the enhanced audio really is. Now let's talk about the price. $350. There's a couple different questions that people might ask with this. Number one, is it worth the upgrade? 
if you already have a Nintendo Switch and you want to buy the new one, is is it worth $350? Well, I would say that that's not a very good question. And the reason why I would say that that's not a very good question is because most likely, maybe I'm wrong, but most likely if you're going to upgrade to this new Nintendo Switch, you're probably going to trade in your old one. And so you're not actually spending $350. So it really depends on how much you can get for your old Switch. For instance, when the new Nintendo Switch came out um, a couple of years ago, and we went from the HAC01 to the HAC01 parentheses negative 01, um, when we went to that upgrade, well, I did upgrade my Nintendo Switch, but would I have done it if I couldn't trade in my old Switch? No, I would not have upgraded my Nintendo Switch to the one with the longer battery life for $300. That's crazy talk. If you apply that same logic to the Nintendo Switch OLED edition, $350 is not worth it. But if you include the trade-in value of your current Nintendo Switch, that's going to change the math. And I think that only time is going to tell when it comes to whether or not people are willing to upgrade. So now let's talk about which Switch is for which person. Uh, we now have three different Switch models, and each Switch model has its own audience, I think. If you're somebody who values portability over everything else, then the Switch Lite is obviously for you. It's lighter. The smaller screen means that 720p resolution looks better than it does on the other uh, Nintendo Switches. And uh, it's cheaper. It's $100 cheaper, plus the D-pad's better. Then you've got somebody who is always going to leave their Nintendo Switch plugged into the dock all the time. For those people, I would say, do not even look at the new Nintendo Switch, the Switch OLED edition. Just stick with the current one. It's $300. You are going to dock it and leave it there all the time. That's the one that's probably for you. And if you're somebody who is going to use the Nintendo Switch both docked and portably, then I think that the Switch OLED edition is for you. The trade-offs being that you're spending only an extra $50 in order to get a better kickstand, a better screen, and better audio. Like those three, th and more storage, like those four things added together for $50 is an absolute steal. But then you also have to compare it to other consoles. Because you can currently get an Xbox Series S. That's the, the smaller one, not the X that's sitting over here. Um, you can get that for 300 bucks. The Nintendo Switch OLED edition is $50 more than the next-gen Xbox Series S. I think that is a tough, tough needle to thread. However, the big difference is you're paying for portability and Nintendo's library of fantastic games. Boy, I think that you cannot answer this question for other people. Each person has to individually look at all of the different factors and see where they land. So those are my thoughts on the Nintendo Switch OLED edition. Let me know your thoughts. Uh, if you are watching this over on the YouTube channel, leave a comment right down below the like button. And if you're not watching this on the YouTube version, make sure that you subscribe over on the, the, the YouTube channel, nerdnest.tv. 
But if you want to leave a comment for me, not on YouTube, I am at RunJumpStomp on Twitter. Thanks for watching or listening, everybody. I will see you next time. Bye-bye.